part two a dumpster fire and I was just finishing on the idea as we jump back in about uh, trusting and how trust is the foundation of any I just want to remind us like in any time any marriage trust is the foundation ultimately ultimately trust in God is the foundation and I'd say actually that's the big if you were to say like hey Ricardo what did you learn through what happened because we're, we're taught to, in, the, in scripture to to rejoice in our trials you know James talks about that because there's going to be perseverance and there's going to be wisdom so we're my counselor my wonderful counselor that I was seeing a therapist during the time would ask me consistently what is God teaching you he would say in the middle of some of the hardest days and when I look back I, I, I see like trusting God and my trust in God has never been so strong um, and therefore our marriage too I we have such a strength in trusting each other too because of that relationship with God yeah, I think that was hard because like literally Ricardo is always my rock. Like I have God and then like my marriage, like things I didn't ever have to question was like God or my marriage. Yes. Like I know a lot of people have marriage issues, but we've never been that couple really. I mean, like we've had like arguments or whatever, but like, yeah. like Ricardo is like my best friend. Like I love hanging out with him. And so to have that taken that, like Ricardo said, it was like a death. Like it felt like so heavy. It was just like, he's my whole, like everything like person I want to be with. <laughs> And then like to have that taken, that was really hard, especially to be questioning um, the things that he was involved in. And then with all the other believers too. So it felt isolating for me because I couldn't like trust anybody. Like I even thought like my mom and everybody was like involved in this like trafficking thing and um, that they were all <laughs> just like <laughs> doing horrible things and not things that I'd ever even like thought about. And so um so on that 10th day, I was just like so out of it. And I ended up calling my mom and asking her to come and take me to the ER. And because it was COVID time still, we're in California. And so we still had like super heavy like restrictions. Yeah. And you could only have like one person. Or We didn't know if we could have anybody with you at the hospital. Because at some mm -hmm. point you finally got one. And sometimes you didn't have any. And so we didn't want to, like we didn't know what the restrictions were. And so Ricardo just stayed home with the kids that night. And then I, my mom dropped me off at the hospital and then I'm like super out of it. And they did lab work. It took forever <laughs> to even be seen. And then, um, and then at the end of it, they said, oh, everything is fine. Like everything looks normal. You look great. Just go and take some melatonin. Well, at this point, my thoughts are like run wild and like Ricardo had read an article to me months before about how during COVID, like melatonin had been um laced with like all these drugs and so in my mind like i'm thinking people were poisoning me i'm thinking that things are unsafe and i just really didn't know and i'm like crying out to god too this whole time i'm like praying like god just help me like help me sleep help me to like know what is real um and it's I, important to know like you i mean just to be extra sure i think i did ask you but you didn't tell anybody in the anybody at the hospital any of the thoughts you were having no i did not yeah 
So that was my concern because I knew you were having some thoughts, but you didn't even share all the thoughts. But I knew there were some delusional thoughts for sure. But yeah. sorry. No, I didn't say anything. But yeah, you got that plus the melatonin being laced and just like, so I get, I'm also want to be clear, like the medical system didn't fail there necessarily. There's other areas they failed in, but it was a scenario of like, oh, it sounds like this girl is just exhausted. Go <laughs> take some melatonin. They didn't realize the magnitude of, of the thoughts. Yeah. And I didn't share them Yeah, either. Yeah. I didn't know. About um, because I didn't know what was wrong with me. Like I'm yeah. like, maybe there was this really imbalance. Like I, I don't know. And so my mom went and like bought some melatonin for me to take. So by the time I got home, it was already like the morning. And then um, I still couldn't sleep because I was like terrified something was happening to the kids. And so just like this paranoia. Mm -hmm. And then that night, my mom's like, no, you have to sleep. She started like Googling articles about what happens to your brain when you don't sleep. And of course, I love the brain. And I'm like, I don't even know. And so she bought me the melatonin. She's like, just take it. So then I pretended like I took it that night. And then somehow, like, Ricardo's just like, you need to sleep. Like, he was so angry. Like, I, that was something, too. Like, I'd never seen Ricardo so angry. Like, he's normally, like, non-angry person. And he was just, like, this whole other side. And so in my thought process already, like, I'm already, like, questioning, like, his safety, questioning his motives, like, not trusting him. And then all of a sudden, it was, like, he was this other, like, person. Like, he was, like, get to sleep. And I thought he wanted me to go to sleep because he was going to, like, traffic me at night. And so I'm, like, he wants me to take these pills. So that way I'm going to be, like, passed out. He's going to traffic me and the kids. And just, it was awful because I really did not know what to believe. And it was, like. Homie just wanted to sleep. I just wanted to get some <laughs> sleep. And I'm angry. You can imagine. I have also have not been sleeping. So, like, but, yes, you're right. I totally, in hindsight, we could laugh again at it. But. I get why you didn't want me to let you sleep. And I definitely was angry and I rightfully so at some level being so exhausted. Yeah. So I started yeah. like leaving the lights on and then, yep. um, yeah, listening to scripture and like worship and Ricardo hates that. Like I've always listened to music. I have to have complete <laughs> silence when I sleep. Yeah. But then he was like, if you're going to go to sleep, I'll let you leave the light on and then I'll let you like listen to like scripture or music, mm -hmm. like worship music. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Really rough. Um. So yeah, I finally actually like gave in that night, and then I took the melatonin. Yeah, that's right. You did, and then you slept a little bit. Is that the night then? Though we went back to the hospital because you had chest pains. Yeah, I ended up like yeah. waking up. I think that was our second hospital visit. Like the one, and I went to that one. Sorry, no, I think we went to Sutter together. In the morning. In the morning, that's right. So that morning. Because the kids were at school. We went to back to the same emergency room. And while we're going in, she start, Tiffany starts freaking out. Well, on my way there, yeah, I started right. having like more thoughts and all of a sudden I saw these electrical poles that I had never seen before. And I thought that like there was like electro like magnetic waves. And I didn't even know what that word was, but this word just kept coming to my mind about electromagnetic waves and how it like would like kill people or like do something. And it was like running through the waves. And it was like my body as this is like these thoughts were coming in was physically feeling horrible as I'm like next to these like electromagnetic or I mean these um like electricity poles. Yeah. 
And so like on the way to the hospital, there was like a lot of them. And so then I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're going to like kill me in there. Like they're going to do something. Um, And so I was like, no, I don't want to go anymore. Just get me home. Let me sleep. And like Ricardo parks the car. He has the keys. He's like, no, we're going in. And then I was like, I had no idea how to even get there because the parking garage is across from like the hospital around the corner. And so I got lost, like even trying to find Ricardo left me and I, I had no idea like where it was going. And somehow I got crazy. I made it into like the emergency room. Cause like, it was no, like my head yeah, was I even, I remember what happened is I called, you know, my friend, you know, the director actually, and got good advice. Just like, go get someone in the hospital to come try to help her, you know, like convince her it's okay and safe, you know? And then you came somehow. I think you did. You made it to the hospital for a second while I was trying to do that. Yeah, like my head like yeah. started hurting so bad. And then I'm just like... trying to share with them, like, look, my wife is delusional. Like, we need to get her some help. She's not sleeping, you know, just sharing everything. And they're like, so I'm like, be ready. She's going to share some things with you that are very interesting, probably and not true. Maybe this is so hard. It's like your best friend again, who's so so mentally stable, so like intelligent and strong in the Lord, and all those like just your rock, like very solid person. All of a sudden is like thinking these thoughts by the way again i didn't know about the electromagnetic ones though but there's other delusional thoughts that were very clear so it was like these layers it was almost like these layers and layers of thoughts like so many going on in your mind right and everyone externally like me and even her mom we all knew only certain thoughts because it was like you would share bits and pieces because you only trusted us so much yeah so i finally like i ended up just like Oh, I called my mom. That's right. And she said, just go like get checked in. And so then I was like, okay. Cause I kind of like trusted my mom, even though then I was like thinking she was a part of things too. Mm-hmm. I was just like, God, you know, whatever is going to happen. Like, I trust you. Like, this is all about you. Like things happen. Like, and so for me, like it, it was just complete like surrender, like to God, it was like, whatever was happening. Like, I just knew like God was going to be with me um, mm-hmm. no matter what happened. And that really, I think like just sustained me in all of this. Um, cause then we Talk got in, trust, yeah. yeah, we got in and then Ricardo called in, um, a, um, what is that called? A social worker to get me like well, the like, eval. What they had to, what they did is like from everything you're sharing, we need to have a social worker, but then they also did a CAT scan on your brain. We should say that that was healthy or helpful. Which I was like terrified. But you were terrified of that I obviously, like... especially if I was like magnetic thoughts, but yeah. you made it through. I was like praying and like mm-hmm. so hard during the whole time. Like I wanted to like get out. Yeah. You made it through that. And then we were in there for a while, right? Six, seven hours the whole time. Yeah. And then the social worker comes in. He was kind of not the most professional, honestly. He was kind of a little bit just like doing his job. Yeah. Going through a checklist. And then that made it worse, right? Someone was just kind of like going through a checklist. Not very like he was kind, but it was not a scenario where it's like comforting and like, let me support you. It was just like, here, we got to find out what's going on. Yeah. When he mentioned like how you could have your kids taken away for things. And then that was already well, one of he, my thoughts. He mentioned dude, like getting like he, it's not the exact words. And to this day, I think you think he said that, but he really didn't. He was more saying like he was thinking about admitting you into the hospital for like a psychiatric hold because of the poisoning like that was the main thing and 
But he's like, people do get their kids taken away. Well, then that could like lead to that. But it was very clear he was saying that's not going to happen. He was very clear about that. Like it also was very safe. But what happened though, right, is you magnified that, I think, in that moment because of where your mind was. And then they were trying to get a psychiatrist. Did this is crazy? Um, It's very hard to get a psychiatrist, like to the point where they have to do video meetings with you. And to see him on a video is a three hour wait. And so we're like just waiting for a video interview with the psychiatrist and to just kind of do an eval and help support. And yeah, what happened next? I think you just wanted to leave, right? You were like, I'm super hungry all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, we had been there since like, I think nine or 10, we got yeah. there. And by that I'm just point, like, I just, yeah, I'm we just hadn't like, had lunch get... and I was hungry. And then I physically, like my chest started hurting. And all of a sudden these like thoughts about this electromagnetic wave started just like pounding in my head. And so like, I'm physically like feeling horrible and like, I didn't know what was going on. And then she's like, well, we can bring you some food. And I, no one likes hospital food. And then especially then, because I thought people were poisoning me. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. like I'm not going to eat this you know, Here's the thing. I've never seen Tiffany lie so well. She doesn't lie, period. Usually <laughs> stuff is weird. That was really hard too, right? I all of a sudden I have this, my wife who I knew so well will like not even lie to kill a fly. Like it's just, I said that lie to kill a fly. She's like, I don't and like I could, lying. I could tell she's lying a little bit. Like I could actually start to, at this point, like I started to be able to, read when she was not being honest with me because like i could see it in her eyes and just their body language well because i never lie and you know i know so it threw me off so i was like okay she's lying because she's like you know i'm fine i'm great like we're and then they said you could only leave if you promise to call and get an appointment for with a psychiatrist and she's just like yeah i will and i knew in my mind she just lied <laughs> and she's not and so i'm like in my mind, too, by the way, I'm just thinking this whole time, like, I know mental health and how it works. Like, it continues, your brain continues to deteriorate when you're in these, like, states. And so I just have this fear, and that's why I'm, like, trying to get her to sleep. I'm mainly thinking it's insomnia. That's what's driving it. And um, so that's where I'm at, right? I'm just like, if this is insomnia, this is, like, just delusional thoughts from that insomnia. And we just need to get her some meds that are going to help her sleep well, get rid of these delusional thoughts. So I'm just sharing parts of like where I'm going in my mind already. I'm like, the root cause is the delusional thoughts and the delusional thoughts are driving her not to sleep. So it's like, if we get some kind of medication that will help with the psychosis or delusional thoughts, you know, that's my, this is my MFT side. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know medication and all that, but I'm start, I've already started to learn some of what that does. So I'm just giving you my mind where I'm at in my mind in this moment in the story. And so we're like, okay, fine, we're leaving the hospital. So I'm like, fine, we're going to call right away. So I'm being kind of forceful. And I probably was in hindsight. So if there's an encouragement too, like if you have a, someone who struggles with these kinds of thoughts and you're hearing this story or has in the past or it's cyclical. And again, it might be a real legitimate mental health thing going on. But as we learn, as we'll continue to share the story, like this was a demonic attack that caused, that really was the root cause of all this. Um that you need to be patient and <laughs> not so forceful. That's like opposite. I was very much just like trying to save my wife, be a hero. 
but it came across worse, right? Because she thought I was trying to kill her or not kill her, but I mean, at some <laughs> well, point, yes, at some point you did think I was trying to kill her. So here's this guy is like, sleep, sleep. Like she's literally thinking I'm yeah. like murdering people while she's sleeping or like yeah. hurting my kids. Well, and his personality like had changed. Because so... I, but I, my personality had changed because I'm exhausted and scared the, scared to heck. And my wife's going to yeah. be stuck in this state. Yeah. So that's why I, I, that is like my legitimate what happened. You know, that's why my personality changed. Not personally. Like, yeah. Oh, plus I was perceiving things in a different way too. So yes, like, it's I, magnified it. Like I'm this evil person. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So we leave there and go actually get dinner. So I did eat, but I remember I saw people were following us there the whole way. And I was like. And then by the way, just like give you a snapshot. I can't share every detail of the whole story, but. I remember that dinner even being like, oh, she seems okay. <laughs> so, like, it's up and down. And but I wasn't. Like, and she was starting to be able to fake it so well that I couldn't tell. That I couldn't tell when she was lying or not telling me when she wasn't okay. Which was really hard because I hate, like you said, I hate lying. I don't like that. Um, that was really hard. Yep. So, she was, like, faking it to make it in a way. Yeah. And I was believing it a lot of times. Yeah. So, we went home. So, But a lot of distrust too formed and my mom had the kids so she they were gonna spend the night at her house yep that's right and so then it was that night then we ended up going to the er because I, I was having chest pains like my, yes. my heart was like racing yes the night we found out you have scoliosis <laughs> <laughs> that night well let's share everything i just remember being so exhausted and her tiffany it was a sweet moment of just like connection of like she laid on me and, and fell actually fell asleep while we went in the waiting room and i still remember that moment just being able to also have a peace in the storm of like it's gonna be okay yeah and i started hearing things too um at night because like i wasn't sleeping and i was like hearing i should mention that like just hearing things like saws and like babies crying um i could just hear like just horrible things and so i thought that like ricardo was a part of that or like there's people like that were like murdering babies like with witchcraft like sacrifices and so i thought ricardo was also that there was like witchcraft going on and that like my daughter was involved in witchcraft and they started playing this weird cat game and so i thought that there was like there was some sort of like cat mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like yeah one of our boys things. likes to this day to play like he's a cat like he pretends yeah. he's a cat but there, it was really intense though during that time like their again cat. your perception too yeah i feel like it was perception and they were doing a little extra yeah that game and yeah. you did unfortunately that i mean this is a vulnerable moment but it was hard because that's where the kids kind of the kids were pretty guarded thankfully through most of this like because it was mostly at night and we did have them go to mom grandma's a lot and tiffany wasn't sharing much of these thoughts there was the weird water things going on and like different drinks cut foods coming in the house and stuff like that but penny did i mean if you want to share that a little bit what happened with penny oh i thought she was putting like spells on me Yep, and, and yeah. I thought her and Ricardo were like doing like spells and stuff on me because like he was going into a room and like they were talking and Penny was just like giving me like these weird looks. And so I thought that there was some sort of like witchcraft stuff going on. Yep. But yeah, so it got really hard because at some point she did straight up tell Penny that she said, you know, like you are a witch or something like that. I forgot the exact words you said, but but it was really healthy because in that moment I was able to rebuke that. 
and just say, nope, not true. And then talk with Penny and like get Penny in a good state of like, mom is not in a good spot right now. You know, I get that. We've kept it that level and we've talked through it. And obviously as we've gone, but that was probably the hardest moment with the kids. Um, but also powerful because we're able to share as we go along and have now been able to like what happened with she saw the hardship a little bit but also i'm rambling a little bit sorry <laughs> god's been faithful to it yeah so yeah, we're at the hospital um, and they yeah, did a bunch that's our of third ho- this is our third hospital visit now yeah yeah yes they did a a scan of your chest because your chest was chest hurting pains. really bad yeah, yeah. Just to be safe. Yes. And so then they told me that I had like scoliosis, like very minor on my right shoulder. That was interesting to find out. It was, well, I thought they were lying. I was like, I remember. I was like, like, this is a bunch of like baloney. That totally makes sense when we think about it in hindsight because your back's back stuff. But yeah, for all of them, I've always had like issues with my right shoulder. Don't you dare look in my eyes. (laughs) Why? I'm sorry. (laughs) because <laughs> i know what you're doing you're hypnotizing me that wasn't until the fall that was the fall yeah oh sorry anywho back to the story that's just a snippet of what happens what happened sneak peek sneak peek into the fall future episode but anyways we're back at scoliosis in the hospital i want to say too just a random note some of the best service we ever got was at UC Davis Medical Center. That doctor, I forgot the doctor's name, but he was solid, like super kind, super understanding. The whole team was very, very helpful. I thought he was up to get me. That's what's so funny. I remember after it being like, oh, he was so nice. And Tiffany's like, he was okay. And now I know in her mind, she was like, he was out to kill me. That's exactly. Anywho. Yeah, Random so they said I had scoliosis and did a ton of tests. Everything again was fine. Yeah. More blood work. Um, and then a recommendation to go see a psychiatrist. Yeah, and we already actually had a follow-up from the other emergency visit to my primary care, which I yes. should mention I had a new primary oh, care. Oh my gosh, this part of the story. Oh. <laughs> so I had a new primary care because I had got (laughs) fire department's coming here soon (laughs) i had a uh a new job and so i had uh, it was during like our enrollment happened just in like the end of march right as covid was happening and they had messed up on my primary care for some reason like i'd already been seeing my doctor for like over 10 years i don't even know and they assigned me to a new one. And then I asked to change it. And then they changed it again to like someone else. And I was like, that's not my primary care. And COVID happened. And then I just totally forgot to even yeah, um, yeah. to change, like look into it before it like mm-hmm. closed or whatnot. And so I had a new primary care. I'd never met her. I'd never like been a part of their practice before. They're still like in our network. Mm-hmm. And so I got scheduled on doctor appointment um, with her. And she walks into the room and I'm already like super, like, again, I haven't really slept. Um, I'm still having all these thoughts. Now I have like my blood drawn twice. I still have like all the stuff in my arms. Like, yep. I random side note. 
I had a really good Chick-fil-A breakfast That's right before. Right. The, we literally had t- enough. Time. Tiffany was totally normal. She's like, I'm so thankful for you taking such great care of me. By the way, in that moment, did you was there ever moments where you like legit thought like everything was okay for a little bit? Or no, did you also like I like felt were, horrible the so whole time. So you were time. just like you were like totally lying in that moment. I was just like, Jesus, help me. Like Yeah, because it sometimes it seemed genuine. And it, that's what but, was so mind blowing to me. Like that there was moments where it seemed genuine. Well, because I really wanted to believe that like you were okay. Like because if I believed that you weren't okay, then like the the thoughts in my head were like real, then that was like mm. hard too. Oh. It's like I wanted to trust that like those yeah, thoughts. So it's weren't almost real. like you were choosing to believe it. That everything was okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we had the Chick-fil-A, went straight to the doctor and she comes in and she like doesn't have like any identification on. She doesn't even have like her. I don't think she had her doctor's coat on, did she? She didn't. She had her badge on. It was a bad scenario. And so she walks in. I'm like, this is a bunch of baloney. They're trying to put me in like a mental home. Like she doesn't even have her. Like she's yeah, not real. Like call, this is well, a fake. You called her out and she went and got her badge. Then she did. Trying to be helpful. Yeah. And so, and so she showed me her badge and I was just like, oh my gosh. And then in there, there was another lady who had all these recommendations for. Yeah. She was like, like a hospital social worker or doctor. Yeah. All these like mental health resources. And I was yeah. just like, oh no, like they're trying to like set me up for something. Yeah. Um, so to me, it was a horrible appointment. And I was just like, I just need to get home. I just need to sleep. So Ricardo puts the maps on after we leave the appointment and says, we are going to whatever the home was that they recommended. The, yeah. to get I just kind of said, hey, we're going. To get the eval. What is that? We need to go. Yeah, basically you just needed a psychiatric eval. Yeah. That was our goal. That was Ricardo's goal. Like he wanted me to get this evaluation. And I was like, no, I don't need that evaluation. Like I don't have mental health issues. Like I've never had mental health issues. Like I'm fine. It's not like mental health. And Ricardo's like, yeah, it is. So like I call my aunt on the way and I leave her like this crazy message. Like Ricardo, I don't even know what I said. I don't know. It was pretty bad. It was just like, he's out to get me. Like very, very odd. And then also she's just blocking the maps at this point. Like keeps turning them off. So I'm lost. So I'm just trying to get there and she take at one point she takes the wheel and um, tries to turn it to like get off the road, even tries to get out of the car at a stoplight. And I'm like, okay, this is getting dangerous. Like this is literally getting dangerous. Like my wife's going to hurt herself or both of us, you know, physically. So I'm like, okay, I got to do something. And so we start driving. And I just, she's yeah. At this point, a lot of it was that was a healthy moment. She starts sharing all these things about what she thinks about me, and I think it actually was healthy when I look in hindsight because now it was like almost all the delusional thoughts came out. Like not all of them, but the ones that were like about me, because I didn't realize how bad they were about me until that moment. Like that, she I didn't realize the level of like distrust and like thought of like how I was trying to hurt her. And then it was like, I'm going to lock her up. And I was like, what, the, what this was? And I was just like, this is so... And I'm la- I try to laugh it off a little bit. I'm like, buddy, you need to listen to yourself. Like, just trying to be like... And she's just not getting it. And so I'm like... Yeah, on the way home, we're getting gas. I think that's what I did, actually. We're getting gas. And I called, like, 911. I was like, I'm calling the fire department. It's just like, I just... I'm like... At this point, I'm just like, I'm beyond myself. 
and it's embarrassing in hindsight, but I couldn't believe I did it, but it was just something where I was like, I need, I need help. I don't know what to do next, Lord. So I called the fire department. I had no idea that he called the fire department. So I get inside. I called 911. And then they sent the fire department. I was like, just meet me at my house. Here's my address. And then I call. And then I called. I did let Sue know. No, you didn't. No, my mom had no idea. I forgot how she got there. She got there after us. And she had no idea. She she would like thought something had happened to us. She was like so like did she just terrified. show up at our house then she was already gonna meet us at our house she had already said she was gonna come oh over. that's right yeah and sue by the way my mother-in-law was such a great help at all this um but yeah we get there and the fire department shows up and they're very helpful too very kind and they actually come in and they're like so questioning tiffany and i don't know well, they did thoughts. that they did that one test, the same one that the social worker of the hospital did. The like, do you know like what day it is? Who's the president? Like mm-hmm. the value, like basically seeing if I like I was like mentally there. Yeah. As so honestly, I was trying to like focus so hard to like answer those questions, but I'd already done them at the hospital. So like I kind of had a grasp for like <laughs> they lose like the same ones. So I was like able to answer them. But my brain was still like so like tired and like not all the way there that it was hard to answer but basically they had just said that like if they would just take me back to the hospital like there was nothing that they could do and i was like i literally just came from the hospital mm-hmm. yeah, and so, it would be, yeah just the regular hospital yeah and then your mom and then your mom really helped and the fire department kind of helped a little bit too so like, hey, here's your options and then they left it was just like go get the psychiatric eval and so we got to the place finally we were like let's go do it let's go get that psychiatric eval so we started heading to a mental health facility i forgot the name of it but we're on our way there and we actually get there and then what happens and because it's covid they have to like take my temperature upon entering and so i ended up being like 99 point i don't know something and so they're like, oh, we can't let you in because of COVID. And so I was like so grateful. They actually like when they told Ricardo, because they couldn't go in there with me. Like it was just me that like, they're temping really quick. They actually, I remember they'd set a different temperature and I was like, well, that's not my temperature, but I'm fine. Like, I don't need this. Like, I was so thankful that they like didn't do that. But then they're like, oh, that hospital across the street, you guys should go over there <laughs> and go get help. Yeah. And come to find out later that that hospital does that all the time. They make people just talking about a broken helpless system. If you want to hear part of that being the story, I have finally, many of us have experienced the brokenness in our health care system, but more than ever, I've experienced it during this process, especially with people who are struggling mentally um, and with their thoughts. And, and it's obviously if it's spiritual, like this case was too, you need, you know, all aspects covered and uh, they failed because what happened is I found out later that that hospital was just sending people over regardless to get what's called a health check first. Because basically just like check your vitals, check everything. And that's what we already done that three times right now. Um, so they sent us over to that other hospital. Yes. And then we're there and you're like in a good spot for a minute. Well, I started okay, like spot, seeing things. Spot. Like I started like I remember I thought Ricardo's hand was blue, and I thought that he was like. What? 
I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Below. Yeah, I remember when we were like waiting in the waiting room and I started like talking about COVID and I was like, does somebody have COVID? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I started being like paranoid. Wow. Yeah. What? I didn't know you thought my hand was blue though. That's fine. Yeah, no, you're like, I told you that. And you're like, no, my hand is not know. blue. So many things. Yeah. But, so, but I still remember my mom and dad bringing me, bringing us good sandwiches. That was thoughtful. That's right. And I didn't know if they were safe to eat. So like as we were like waiting mm -hmm. there, I remember I was just like, I didn't know if they were safe, if we were allowed to eat. And then finally this nurse comes up and she was like, you can eat in here. Like, it's okay. And so I thought that it was like some sort of code, like that there was no like poison in my food and that oh, I could eat it. And so I ate the sandwich and some chips. Um, and then when they finally saw me, they were like, do you want to sleep? And I was like, yeah. And so like, here, we're going to give you this pill. And like, I thought it was a sleeping pill. And they took my blood again. And again, I already have like, I had my blood at this point drawn. It's like my fourth time I had my blood drawn. So my arms are just like, so out of it. And I was so out of it and just so tired. Cause at this point, I think it's been like two weeks. Yeah. That very I, little sleep. Yeah. Since I had slept. And also too, like I had great conversations, like this hospital was pretty helpful of like, Hey, my wife is delusional and just very straightforward. Like she needs help. She needs to sleep and whatever could help her with that. She's delusional though. You know, she's having all these thoughts. And so that's when the guy was like, Oh yeah, we'll help out with some medication. And so that's what you're talking about. The medication they gave you. Yeah. And before that, I had to go to the bathroom and I was just like feeling like so horrible. I was just like so out of it. And I'd been wearing this shirt like that my mom had given me um, for my birthday. It had um, like Proverbs 31. Like she laughs at the dates to come. And I remember just like I was so frustrated with the situation. I was just like I had her from God. I was like, I had no clarity and I was just like so out of it. And I remember like looking in the mirror myself, like just like looked horrible because <laughs> I hadn't slept. And then I like saw my shirt and I was just like, okay, like this is like it's gonna be okay. And I remember just like feeling so much hope like after that. Did just you even looking. They're gonna laugh at the days to come. Yeah. That's she's funny. like I laugh at that. Or she's right. clothed in strength. No, no, wait. She's clothed in strength and righteousness. I can't remember if it says the full verse, but then that's the next first, like part of it. Yeah. She lasts the days to come. Yeah. And so that just gave me like a lot of hope. But then I just like went back to the room and I like passed out. I don't even know for how long. That was the longest she definitely slept and the most peacefully. So I was very grateful. Like that was, although I was not like most uncomfortable for me, but I remember like I didn't even have a chair. I had to go find a chair. And it was just like no one at that point the hospital experience went downhill big time. But I understand everybody was it's not about the hospital experience, right? It's more about like the fact that Tiffany was gonna support. But that also being said, it was just the reality of like COVID times, it was really hard in the hospital world for a lot of the workers. So you know. And then we finally get like word that we're gonna get a eval and we're gonna see a psychiatrist. But now at this point another eight hours there i think i forget how long but it was long but you slept the whole time almost it was perfect and then i do remember now a social worker coming in and this is pretty vulnerable to share but it was there was a moment where they were already the doctor on that was running the 
running everything said that he was just going to put Tiffany on a psychiatric hold. Like she was not going to be able to leave and actually be admitted to the hospital because of the, everything I did. I shared a lot of what thoughts she has, especially around poisoning. And, and I really, um, I had a moment to fight for her to choose either that or just let it be. Or like, no, I think she could get out of this and do it, be okay and do it, get better at home. And so I just said, like, I just advocated like crazy for her along with a social worker. This is all being communicated through a social worker. So that was hard, right? So I just had to work with the social worker to say, hey, look, I think if we could get some kind of medication like the one that you guys gave her right now that's helping her sleep, that we could get through this. And... Um, without her having to be in a hospital. I think it'll be worse, you know, at some level. It's not as comfortable. And and they, like, they agreed. They flipped, overturned that thought. And, yeah, we got to meet with a psychiatrist. Like a virtual one again. It was a virtual one. So talk about, like, yeah. the worst scenario. And it just felt so silly, too, because it was like, you know, he's asked me some, like, basic questions, like, about my childhood, about, like, my current, like, situation. And then he's just like, okay. And he's like prescribed me this like super high antipsychotic medication, which again well, I had no idea. It wasn't super high, so like to be clear, what happened is you were super out of it too. And this was actually was hard, right? Because like she had to choose to trust me a lot through this. Like he was very clearly told her what kind of medication it was, but she was out. Tiffany was really out of it. But I had no idea like um, what no. that anything meant. It was just like I thought. I literally thought it was a sleeping pill. Like that is. Yeah, he's like it's gonna help you sleep like and you will sleep with it well that's what the guy who said initially not the psychiatrist psychiatrist was very clear like hey this is the medication you're taking he said it straight up like it was the anti-psychotropic i can never say the word he said it was he prescribed it very openly to us he said it's a, a low dosage you only have to do it for 30 days like he had a very clear like game plan it was two weeks yeah even yeah. less like two to 30 two weeks and 30 days and it was very, oh no maybe it was 30 days it was 30 know, and right. it was like very much just like i think this is acute so meaning this short term like it's led on by the somnia because you don't have a past you know of any kind of mental health so it's like he's just like i think this is just you'll be good and that's so we're all good we were on the same page like that's well i totally like wasn't like i well that's the thing there's a lot yeah. of stuff going under and on underneath you again yeah. and you were really out of it so but in my mind i'm like well we're there like, I'm like, we got a game plan. I remember being so excited that night. I'm just like, okay, we know, like, it's just a cue. We'll get, take this medicine for a little bit, and we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we left there at, like, midnight or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was late. And we got home and finally got a good night's sleep. All, I think I remember all of us sleeping. Yeah. Well, I did that stuff, like, knocked me out, yeah, and it was zombie. so hard to get it on, like, up in the morning. So if you know anybody who's on that medication... Oh my gosh, it is so hard to get up in the morning on that. It's like you wake up hungover. Yeah, well, I'd argue too. It depends on who's taking it. Like, it definitely was not the right one for you, and what type of medication it is. But yeah, it definitely like knocked you. You were zombied. Like it wouldn't work for you. Yeah, and the thing was too. Like I still wasn't feeling well. It wasn't like the medication made me like sleep but I for sure was not feeling well. And so I think for me, it was just like, I still knew like something wasn't right. Like this, 
this has actually made it worse. And now it was more of like, I was trapped in my body kind of feeling. It was like, I'd be staring at the floor, like trying to play with my son. And I would just like end up like, you know, just zoned out, but in nowhere land. <laughs> like, it's really hard to describe. Like, I've never been in a spot in my brain when there's like no thoughts or like function, yeah. but that's literally like where I was. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was challenging. So it's like, I was already in a hard spot mentally. Now I was sleeping, but then it was just like, I was in an even worse spot essentially. And so after like two weeks of taking the medication, um, then I was like, I can't take this anymore. I, like, I this was is... less than that. That was like a week. No, I think it was like around like two weeks. Mm. Yeah. Because it was the beginning of May. Well, because I thought the doctor like re-prescribed something else to you. It wasn't until like, yeah, like a mm. week and a half into mm. May. And so then we did. We ended up, because I was supposed to go back to work. Because mm -hmm. I hadn't worked this whole time for like a several weeks. Yep. And then I didn't know if I was going to have to go like on medical leave. And I didn't want to. Yep. And by the way, we also get to plug in here for a moment because there's a lot of like, where were the kids in all this? And um, in your life, Ricardo, too, like we were, I, well, I was, I was still working. Thankfully, I had a job that was very, you know, flexible. I was still serving at the church. And then in school, I was able to just skip a lot of classes and I had to quit my practicum. But at this point, I actually did. I stepped away from school just kind of catch you up a little bit like i decided i'm not doing school like this is like i realized it was too much um but then the kids are being well taken care of by, by myself and um tiffany's obviously still present there and then grandma almost helped both grandmas were helping a ton so like they were actually doing really healthy and well overall i think it's a good moment to pause because like people are probably asking that yeah or thinking that Anywho, the medication, yeah, it's not really helping. It's like helping in that, like, it's like there was it's not helping at all, at all, I would say, but it sounds like from what you're sharing, it was okay. Now I could sleep, but now I have no thoughts, which is like pretty much hell, too, in a way. Yeah, but I was like barely functioning. It wasn't yeah, even like yeah, I your was. Your body kind of moved. You were exhausted, I remember. Yeah. And I remember there was even a fight, though, too. We were to share about that of like, this medicine's going to help you. And like you wouldn't take it again and it was like ah. yeah <laughs> and thankfully well, when i found out what it was and i was like i don't yeah, need psychotropic medication and... like i don't need this stuff like i don't want this and then especially since i thought like you were poisoning me and there were all this stuff and then it was just like god like i don't know what's it, happening it's... like and so i really just gave that to god and i'm like god like you are in my body like you're in my mind like if you're gonna be in this medicine like this is you know, like I just give up God and like, you're going to have to intervene to like yeah. figure this out. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this, so at this point I was like, it's, I mean, this whole point, like I was at such surrender with God because my thoughts were out of control. My relationship with Ricardo was like demolished. Like I just wanted the best for my kids. And so I was like, God, like you're going to have to come through. Like, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know what's wrong with me. God, like you literally like, are the only one who knows. Yeah. Like if like, I was poisoned, I don't, like, I really just didn't know. Cause I physically, again, like wasn't like feeling great either. Mm -hmm. And then like the whole thing with my eyes, like moving and it was just a really weird spot to be. Mm -hmm. 
it was like I wanted to be like sick or something like so I didn't have an answer to like what was going on so that I could like get over oh. it and so I ended up like getting a call with a video call again now um with my new primary care and, and you went on leave too well, that's the point. Yeah. Right. So she gave me leave, like medical leave, and then also changed the dose because I just wanted to get off of it. And then Ricardo's like, no, don't just stop it. Like, um, so then I ended up getting on a lower dose of something else. And then I still, mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't need this stuff. Yeah. And my, and also just share thoughts again, too, like as a process again and shared the story. I'm also thinking this time I have a little bit of frustration of like that um, Tiffany needs to feel like it's not mental health for some reason. Like I forget feeling like she was trying to communicate that to me, like that it couldn't be something imbalanced in her mind and that medication might be a, a, something to help because I do believe that I still do like talking right now. I do think medication could help with cases like this. So, and so that's where it was hard because it was like very much i felt honestly like a little bit of a like blaming of like this is not mental health it's something else you know just because i don't want to be in that crutch or be known for having a mental health problem or like that's where i was you know i was just kind of like okay just like it's okay you can admit it and it was frustrating for me like that if that like if that's what this is it, like it, it still seemed like it was mainly insomnia to me too so it was just like what's going on here you know yeah so i took that for a couple of days and then like on my son's on may 13th it was on his birthday i got a text from my friend and she didn't know what was going on because i didn't really share this with anybody because i just again i didn't trust like the believers and stuff in my life and it was just so crazy um, I didn't share like really any of this stuff. I had talked with a friend and she was like, oh yeah, like you, <laughs> you need to pray for Tiffany, but she didn't even know like all the details and stuff. And so my friend texts me and she's like, you know, I had a dream about you. Like, um, you know, I love to talk. And so I was like, that's great. And so we weren't able to talk till the next day. And so like that night she called me and she was like I explained like what was going on and she had shared the dream that she had about me. And she was like, you know, it sounds like you've been under like serious spiritual attack. Um, she's like, you know, it sounds like you've been around like sex trafficking and witchcraft and there's been a lot of spiritual stuff. And she prayed over me over the phone. And I remember she started like praying like demons out of me. And I was just like, what, like what just happened? Um, but after she prayed over me, it was like literally just like this huge weight, like in my body and my mind was just lifted. And I just felt like so good, like better than I'd had in months. One of the boys in the room. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I was moving in that bed. Sorry. Pause this part. Go oh, keep going. <laughs> yep. So, oh yeah, Tiffany was praying, casting out the demons. And so, like after I get oh, off. Sorry, the... my friend. I said the name. I'm giving names. I thought you were saying my name. No. <laughs> it's all good. 
Keep going. <laughs> okay. So she like prayed over me. I was like um, casting out demons and I just felt so great, like better than I had in months. And so we get off the phone and I run downstairs and I tell Ricardo like, oh my gosh, like, I feel so good. Like I'm so better. And he thinks I'm going into some like crazy, like frenzy again um, as I run downstairs. And so I'm like, no, like seriously, can you talk to her? So like we go upstairs and, and he talks with her and she, you know, she explains stuff and, and so he's like, okay, but he still like, doesn't really like believe like the spiritual aspect of it. Uh, You could share. Well, I mean, I did. So I, I did, but I also was just kind of like, I think the main thing that happens when you came downstairs, your eyes looked really off and it's freaked me out. So and that was a huge thing too, like a physical. Your eyes would just be weird. Yeah. Like my so, pupils could, would dilate like they would, in and is, out. And like, so that was hard too. Cause I'm like, that's exactly what happens when someone's experiencing psychosis, you know? So I was like, I've been learning that stuff. So I was like, oh my gosh, psychosis is going on right now. And she's telling me demons are being cast <laughs> out of her. And I'm like, okay, this is the moment. So I, you know, I have all those thoughts. So talking to Tiffany, who I've trust, Tiffany, sorry, I need to stop saying our friend. I'm trying to protect people's names, but it's all good. And they would openly talk about it too. But um, she was just very clearly explained to me what she thinks happened. And it was like, okay. And I, I agreed. Like at some, I, I understood it. I was like, this is super helpful. And from there on out, honestly, you were bet, not bet, like got better and better. Yeah. yeah. So like I had already started seeing a psychologist, like as when I was on the medication at the beginning of May, yeah. because with Ricardo in like the MFT fields and then like, you know, I really believe in mental health. So I was like, you know, I really, I've never seen like, anybody. So I wanted to make sure like I was mentally cleared. And so I got set up with him. Um, a friend recommended him and he was great. Um, yeah, and then we met as couples to get the couple therapy. Yeah, and then we brought in Ricardo, and then I thought I was going to be, like, there forever. Like, I thought that there's some going down. I remember after, like, six sessions, he was like, that sounds like everything's fine. Like, it sounds like you've worked through it. Like, you don't need anything else. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I was so, like, shocked. And I was like, okay, I guess, like, everything's back to normal. Um, Like, after my friend prayed for me, I remember that night I was just, like, really praying, and God like I just give me this vision of like flowers, like here today, gone tomorrow, just about the medication. Like I didn't need it. So I didn't take it after she prayed for me and I just physically had already felt better. Mm-hmm. And that was, I would say some of the conclusion of the spring and just uh, was powerful and we were re- restored and had a good summer. Next coming up is the fall. And let me tell you, you're going to want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs>